Welcome to the Keep It Quirky podcast. I'm your host, Katie Quinn, and this is the podcast where I talk with creatives and entrepreneurs about everything from food to travel and the discipline and drive to create. I believe that passion begets passion, so come on with me and let's do this. Welcome back, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy 2019. And welcome to season two of the Keep It Quirky podcast. I am thrilled to be kicking off this season with today's guest, Chetna Makan. She rose to beloved popularity from her appearance on The Great British Bake Off, aka The Great British Baking Show. And in our conversation, you might be surprised to hear that for most of her life, Chetna never baked at all because she lived in Mumbai and she didn't have an oven. (laughs) But she has always been a very keen cook. And in this conversation, she tells us about the importance of food in her life, and then how she found her knack for baking after she moved to England, and the experience for her of being on that runaway hit cooking show with Mary Berry and Paul Hollywood and all of England watching. A couple of my extremely close friends knew, so they would get all the cakes I was trying, and they blamed me for putting on weight. (laughs) Cheeky. I was so surprised to hear that Chetna was, before getting into food media, really successful in the fashion industry. She even had her own line of clothing, you guys. So in our conversation, she talks about how she could have never planned any of this that's happened and how she actually prefers it that way. I've always, always, as you've just heard in the last few minutes, is I've always lived in the moment. I've never planned No planning required. I came here overnight. I did bake off overnight and I became an author overnight. Chetna is now the host of the successful YouTube channel Food with Chetna. And she has published two cookbooks with a third one, Chetna's Healthy Indian, out at the end of this month. And since Chetna and I recorded this actually before the new year, in the interview I say that it comes out next year, but that is indeed this year. So it's actually this month. January 31st, it hits shelves. And quick aside, a little Katie housekeeping before we get to the conversation. January 31st is also when I'm launching my email newsletter. You all are the first to hear about it. And if you sign up for the newsletter by January 26th, the link to do so is in the show notes, by the way, then you'll automatically be entered to win a little goodie bag that I'm putting together with three of my favorite cookbooks. Whoop, whoop. It's a monthly newsletter with food and travel fun All of the reasons you guys probably follow me in the first place. So it includes some of my content and just some of the things that I have found and enjoyed across the interwebs. Okay, without further delay, here is Chetna. Hi, Chetna. Hello, Katie. (laughs) Thank you for having me over to your beautiful home. I am so excited that you're finally here. I am really thrilled to be here. And we just made some delicious food for a video for both of our YouTube channels. What did we make? So we have made some egg chops, which um, to make it easy for people to understand, it is Indian scotch eggs, 
basically. Right. So vegetarian version, all these delicious Indian spices. Absolutely. All the spices, the crunch on the outside and just delicious. Yeah. They were super legit. Yay! And then actually you made even more food. You had prepared for me this delicious lunch. And so now we are sitting here recording the podcast with very happy full bellies. Yes. Uh, well, you know, I think for me, food is in the sense quite important in the sense that you have to be full and you know happy then you do better work yeah so yeah I can't carry on I need my lunch break yes well and Very much. and and its importance in just the fact that it does provide a break right and yes we, we all need a break yes absolutely <laughs> it is to take you know it doesn't have to be two hours long um well it, nobody's lunch break is two hours right. long unless you live um, in like spain don't they have like yeah, two hour lunch breaks i would breaks? think so yeah definitely <laughs> Lucky. i know so um but um you know a few minutes to sit down if you're working to talk to your colleagues at work and just to stop thinking about work for a second is i think very important i could not agree more yeah and i think a lot of people um when they think of you I think a lot of people probably know you from the Great British Bake Off or yep. in America. It's called the Great British Baking Show. Um, and so therefore they think of you with sweet food, but you also make savory food with joy and passion. And that's what we made for the video today. Yes, um, I think I always say that I've got a very sweet tooth, which is fact. But at the same time, you need a main you know, um, then that is followed with the pudding. So you need your main course, you need something to fill you up and then you have your dessert. Um, so it's as important as the pudding, I guess. You're right. Yes. But both parts are important. Both parts are important. I would never um, take up my dessert space with all the savory food. So I need, <laughs> uh, and as my daughter says, that we have got uh, room for three things in our stomach. So there's water, food, and dessert. Yes. <laughs> I like how she gave an entire stomach yeah, for yeah, yeah. water. Yeah, because I said to her <laughs> the other day, she was not eating, uh, she didn't finish her food. And then she said, oh, what's for pudding tonight? And I said, uh, you didn't have space for your meals. So obviously you clearly don't have room for dessert. And then she told me that basically we've got three compartments in our stomach. Well, she knows. I mean, I trust her. She's basically a... a like scientist yeah. right? exactly exactly <laughs> so I'm going with that so you have two kids yes a son and a daughter yep and seven and nine yeah or no actually nine and eleven. Oh, nine, eleven. that's right yeah that's nine and eleven <laughs> okay and how are those ages what are those ages like for you Oh, um, I, I found obviously the baby age is really difficult and you just are tied to the baby. Um, but um, from four years onwards, it's been just amazing. So it's still continuing and her being 11, I don't know how long it'll go on for. <laughs> Fingers crossed, at yes. least until 16. Well, 16? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. Okay, so what do they think of their mom being this like reality tv star turned food personality and kind of you chenna you are a beloved figure i mean what do what do your kids oh, think of that 
so they loved um, the show, me being part of the show, because um, my son was very little then, about four years ago. But uh, my daughter and I watched the previous series together. So she knew what I, when I said I'm going to do this, she knew what we were going to do. And she knew the whole time that I was part of the show when we were supposed to not tell anyone. Oh, yeah. My son didn't because he was too little. So he, he didn't care. But um, she knew the whole time. Um, and I made her promise me that, um, you know, that she's not going to tell anyone. And that is one thing I just would never understand is that she just didn't tell anyone. And she does talk a lot. <laughs> so she just didn't tell anyone at her school, no friends, no teachers, uh, which was just so amazing. It is cool to know that about your daughter, right? Like, wow, this little human can keep a can secret. Keep a secret. <laughs> That's really cool. Exactly. And they loved um, watching the series with me because every week when it, the show was on TV, we would have a little viewing party for my friends and I will bake a lot of stuff. So we had a party, you know, for 10 weeks every week. Um, which they absolutely loved because they'd had their friends to watch it with them as well. So they loved that. And then obviously um, when I'm out and about with them and I was when the show just came out, people would stop us every two seconds and, you know, say hi and whatever, you were great or they liked something or didn't like or whatever. Um, and, you know, they were absolutely fine with that. So they wouldn't um, say anything. But now obviously it's less that we get stopped um, but they can still notice so if you're going on on just walking somewhere and then someone has spotted me and they've recognized who I am and they'll go and just whisper to their friend and they'll say mom she just noticed who oh. you are like <laughs> Yes, <laughs> they are very aware yep yep um, but at the same time they I have to say that over the last, um, you know, four years now, um, they are so open to trying new things. It's unreal. Like they would, all I said to them was in the beginning also, just try it. If you don't like it, I won't force you to eat it. But just try because you might love it. And they never say no to trying. Wow. I feel yeah. like so many parents who are listening to this right now are yeah. probably very envious. Because yeah. that's not normal, right? No, it's not. It's not. Because when their friends come over, um, sometimes they don't even want to try. Even if I've made slightly different to basic uh, fish fingers for them, they wouldn't want to try it. Uh, but they are really open to trying new flavors and different cuisines at the same time. So that has been amazing. And I think that is an outcome of the show because obviously then I wrote the books, which meant I was experimenting and whether it was Indian food or baking. Um, and if I've made something for a recipe, then that is that night's dinner because obviously I'm not going to go back and cook something else. So they have no choice as well. <laughs> so they are really good at it now. That's great. So I have to say that um, whenever, so you and I have met a handful of times before, right? And that yep. that it will likely then be included in my social media, like, oh, I met with Chetna or whatever. And every time that has ever happened, I get an outpouring of messages oh. of just, oh my God, I love her. She's the best. I mean, and from... All across the world. I mean, like my American fans just as much as, or my American audience just as much as an audience anywhere else, as a British or anywhere else audience. And so 
I think it I think it says a lot about how you connected with people through the show. And I, and I would like to hear more about your experience with that. I mean, was was that your first time ever on camera? Yes, so it was um, definitely my first time in front of camera. It, obviously, it took a week to get used to camera being like in your face. Yeah. So close sometimes. <laughs> like, oh my God, the first episode, I think we all were just so uncomfortable um, getting used to not only the ovens and the equipment, but at the same time, the camera being forced in your face. But also then to be talking while cooking, which none of us obviously do in real life. Right, right. Um, and, you know, so us talking to the producer, what we're making, why, and then commenting in between, and then Mel and Sue coming in between and talking to them. And you just think in your mind, oh, my God, I need to get this done. But they keep asking you questions, obviously, because they know the steps you're doing. So it was a week of getting used to, but we got used to it quite quickly at the same time. By next week, we realized that obviously camera or no camera, if we fail in the task, we're going home. So who cares about the camera anyways? And um, we weren't actually, at least I wasn't at all thinking about, oh my God, this is going to go on telly and people are going to watch it. No, because it was like um, just going into a tent, doing your stuff and then going home because it's not been broadcast live and we're not talking about the uh, broadcast at all at that point. At that point, you're baking and you need to please the judges. They need to like what you're doing. Otherwise, you're going home. You almost don't have mental space to even think no, about anything No, exactly. Else. So that is all you're thinking. You're thinking, is, the, you know, is this going to rise? Is this going to you know, crumble? Is this going to be soggy water? All those thoughts, not that people are going to view it. But... Um, yeah, once the show went out, um, it was really lovely response. And I know people um, sometimes get not so kind um, feedback on the social media, but uh, touch wood, I have been lucky to not have any any ne negative um, feedback or negative anything on social media or personally when I've met anybody, nobody's ever said um, anything bad they've always been encouraging saying oh we love you and we or we we we've supported you or we love what you do with the flavors or whatever and um it it is really really nice so it, i've been all right with the i've stayed away from the the trolls yes actually that's exactly what i just haven't had that so i've not experienced it to date that is pretty yeah i know not touch word right yeah um i'm wondering that you knew that there would be more of a future in doing this kind of thing so uh, the to begin with, when we went on the show, and I can say this for all the bakers who went on the show in my year, because we've had these discussions many a times with them, um, and none of us, absolutely none of us went into the show for a future or in the view to get do a book after that or do anything else or to do anything in food. We literally, all of us, loved baking and we went on the show because we wanted to bake. Absolutely nobody thought that um, I'll leave my day job and be doing this. Nobody. Do you and think that... Do you think that some people do that now? Yes. Now that the season, yes. now it's further yeah. in the show. Yeah, I think okay. things changed um, maybe after our show, but I don't think everyone does that still. I think um, seeing the current show, um, it doesn't feel like that, but there have been, I personally have felt like um, seeing the show after us, that there ha it just feels sometimes that 
you know, they've practiced to death. Yeah. Like they've practiced yeah. day and night They're to be so... on then on the show. And right. we all went as amateurs, how we are, not thinking. I didn't practice much. Obviously, some of our of the bakers in my year did practice much. But now people, I think, are spending a year to perfect their skills wow. and then going yeah. into it. But um, I think in our year, which was why maybe we connected so well, because we were not in it to win it uh, yeah. <laughs> or for anything else we yeah. were literally and when they were all baking we would um, you know were desperate to taste what each other was baking and then compliment or even say oh maybe this lacks this or whatever but we were really really uh, encouraging to each other are you still friends with some of the people that you not some of them we still are all very well yes all of our group yes wow. are really close um we've got a whatsapp group which we started when we were on the show and um we still watch bake-off together in the sense oh that my. The, yeah <laughs> so when the bake-off is on telly the whatsapp group goes mental because <laughs> we um basically review it in our whatsapp group that's amazing. So I just hope and pray um, that nobody ever gets hold of that WhatsApp conversation from thinking. four years ago, <laughs> because um, <laughs> not we not meaning, but it's just really is we are so open and you know we talk about uh, each other and just personal details is sure. just amazing. So we're really good friends. That's so awesome. So that was four years ago yes. that you were on the show and a lot has happened in four years and I want to, we will tackle that, but first yes. I want to rewind all the way back to wow, okay. you were born in central India, yes. right? What's the name of the city again? Jabalpur. Jabalpur. And then at what point did you move to Mumbai? So I moved to Mumbai when I was 17 uh, because I wanted to study fashion and the college I found was um, in Mumbai, you know, um, the most famous fashion college in India. And I joined, I obviously, you know, gave the entrance, got to Mumbai at 17 um, and then, yeah, lived there till I moved here. And so you met your husband in Mumbai. Yes. So I met him, which we actually calculated a few days ago. 20 years we've been together. Wow. Yeah, 20. Oh, wow. God. So Two because we've got, a, we've got a picture on our fridge, which says 1998. Wow. So there's proof <laughs> on the fridge. <laughs> there's proof on the fridge. Congratulations. <laughs> Two decades. That's a long time. And we didn't really, didn't really click before this. And the other day we were just, I think he was standing there and he said, oh my God, this is 98. Oh my God, we've been together 20 years. Wow. <laughs> okay. That long. What's your, what's your marriage advice for me? Because I'm a year and a half into my marriage. Wow. Oh my God. Um, oh, I don't know. I think... Oh, that's a really tricky one. Nobody's asked me that question ever before. I'm totally putting you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, so I don't know. We we take a lot of interest in what each other is doing. So genuinely, um, you know, talk about work, but not in the sense of work. But it might be because we met when we were studying to be what we were going to be. Oh. So I was in fashion college and he was in medical college. Um and we had a common friend, so we met at a party all those years ago. And we, you know, obviously um, started um, going out. And then um, I, we both finished college and he went on to do his further studies. Um, and I 
started working. So we've seen each other with that passion, you know, really, really both ambitious. So we've seen each other through ups and downs of our work. Yeah, the entire evolution of it. Yes, so um, he has been through a lot of my failures and I through his as well. Right, but then successes on the other hand. Exactly. So it's been up and down. So it's not like he met me five years ago and suddenly thought, oh, you know, she's a cook. But he has seen what... And then I gave up all of that to come to UK. Um, for for his job. Yes. So I was actually working as a fashion designer then. And then I started my own little label of clothes, which I would then, you know, it would sell in stores. And then I did a bit of work for Bollywood movies. What? Yeah. Chana, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. All I knew that you work. were in fashion, but you had, you had a brand that yeah. was, that was going Still, strong. Not, uh, the brand, the brand was... Uh, the whole brand was going strong, but uh, my label was just new. So it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it was just going out and to shops and, um, and then, you know, he decided he wanted to uh, do his further studies. And that time I was up in my career, highest up, you know, really doing very well, but he was still trying to find his feet. Um, and I thought, you know what? Yeah, why not? We really, both of us didn't think it through because he literally thought overnight saying, oh, why don't I give this exam to come here? Came here and I thought, oh, why don't you give your exam to come here? And then obviously not thinking, then if he's going, then I'll have to go as well. <laughs> didn't think that through at all. Wow. Okay, so obviously now we have, during this conversation, we have the perspective of what happened to you and like this really awesome incredible stuff that happened for you and for your career that obviously would never have happened otherwise probably I mean you probably wouldn't have gotten professionally into food in India so so it's really kind of cool that this totally unexpected career formed from you taking a chance and moving with your husband but you didn't know that this was going to happen no. at the time. Was it hard? Was it hard Very for you hard. To, yeah, to just drop everything you were doing? Very hard. So I was still not nervous when I was actually moving because I actually um, was in Vegas for my work trip. We had an exhibition there with the people I used to work with. Um, at the last job I was in was I was the head of design for an export company that did accessories. Head of design, yeah, Jenna, yeah. you're so baller. Oh, <laughs> I know those were the days. But um, so we were in uh, Vegas uh, for an exhibition, and um, I had handed in my notice before I went to Vegas, but I had to do the job because I designed the stuff. Um, I came back and two days later was my last day off at work. So literally I wasn't, I was still buzzing from my trip and all that stuff and um, how successful the trip was and came back and packed my bags and went straight home uh, to get married. Oh, um, wow. You guys just got married yeah, at yeah, that point. Yeah. So the plan was get married and come here. So we, I moved, I went back home with my suitcase, said bye to Mumbai, went back home in central India. Um, got married uh, and then I think it was seven days later or 10 days later we flew to UK and it was the so I'd been to London before for work because I would travel to some sometimes to Milan London um, and I'd been to London obviously not to Broadstairs (laughs) so it was night I'll never forget that so it was night and um, the first place we lived was facing the sea so um, at night and we're driving and it's like dead 
Um, yeah, and so just to give context to everyone listening, Broadstairs is um, like an hour and a half from London on the yes. train, and it's by the sea. It's near Margate, which is like a kind of well-known um, beach city. Yeah, and um, beach town, beach not town. So yeah, no, it's all. not. You're right. No. It's a beach town. It's a teeny little, teeny little place. Okay, but so yeah, so that's the context. Yes, of it's the a place really small place, yeah. just like a little colony in Mumbai. <laughs> is that the size context? If uh, yeah, so I, and he said, you know, look, that side is the sea, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. And then obviously, the next few days, it was, it was. Now I've been here 14 years, but when I moved, there was nothing here. It was not as in nothing here, but, um, you know, there was no, um, the big shopping area we have here built after we moved here. So there was not much at all. And the shops would shut at five, like five <laughs> o'clock. And then I was like, what, what if I need a cake after that? Anyway, so it was, it was just, it took me a long time to, um, adjust and, I wasn't very happy when I just moved um, because I think it was I was still in the in the idea of moving and starting something new. I'm quite I'm quite um, adaptable person, so I'm rare. I easily adapt to where I am and I'll make a home where I go. I I, I don't it's 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 fine for me. Um, and um, it was really difficult because it was winters and it was cold and dark and. But as soon as summer came, six months later, I fell in love with this place. Oh, I wow. just, the, the weather changed and um, there's a festival here and every year. So that came and I just, I just, yeah, slowly, slowly fell in love with the place. And I would now not want to move. Really? <laughs> at all. And so obviously London is like the closest main big city. And I think a lot of people in our industry, in the food media scene, are based in London, Right. Um, are you ever, has it ever crossed your mind that like, Ooh, I should, I should move to London for my career that, that for some reason not being in London would hurt your career? Not even one single second of last four years have I ever thought. Wow. Um, I love going to London. Don't get me wrong. I love going to London, trying new food, um, just walking around. Obviously, that's where all the work is. So all my meetings, all my work happens from there. But the kind of work I do, I can do it from my kitchen, which I'm really, really lucky to be able to do that. Um, I love the buzz and then I'm all excited when I'm going to London and I'll spend all day. The minute I step in on that train to b back home, oh my God, the relief is just <laughs> amazing. Just really? to step back um, into broad stairs and just feel the fresh sea air. It is so amazing. So as much as I love to go to London, I would not want to take the underground and go to another underground place right you know? yeah, yeah yeah i'm just thinking like the difference of mumbai to broadstairs do you think if you were given the choice from mumbai of moving to broadstairs or london i would have totally taken up london then yeah right. yeah yeah right, totally right. yeah if if uh, at that time i would have um so when i moved here i did try and look up at jobs in London because the, that's where fashion is obviously right. not in Broadstairs not even remotely um, and at that time there were no fast trains um, oh, wow. the fast trains started I think I, I don't know exactly but maybe six seven years ago so it would have meant um, you know two two and a half hours going one way and I just wasn't I did think and I go and did uh, do my interviews meet people and they were interesting jobs in fashion but I just 
I wasn't sure if I wanted to spend five hours a day commuting. Um, and five as hours much is a lot of time. It is a lot of time. And I, I, yeah, I wasn't very sure. So I, um, I can't sit still. So I couldn't have just sat at home, do nothing. So I took up a job in retail, uh, but in you know, clothes, garments, so that I could be somewhere near fabric and near, at least I could do some, you know, window displays and I'd still be creative. Um, yeah, so I did that job for around three years, but sadly I didn't enjoy it at all mm. because it was just too much um, admin work mm -hmm. for my liking. But, um, and then I went on maternity leave. So I never, I, I promised myself once I go on maternity leave, I'm never coming back to retail ever. Throughout all of this, all these different phases of your life that we're talking about, was food always a constant passion or was that something that you found or fell into later on? No, food has been a constant. So when I moved from home, uh, I'm, I'm one of three sisters, um, and, um, I was the one who was at that time, now all three of us are big foodies, big cooks. But at that time, my sisters were really into their academics and I was really into uh, creative stuff and cooking. So I would, uh, when I moved away uh, from, from home to Mumbai, I would call my mom. And once I started living in a place which had a kitchen, I would make some food for myself or my friends. And then, of course, I met my husband and then I would cook for him as well. And so whatever, not like masses of feasts and stuff, but still food. Um, and so I was always into cooking. Um, so I've always been keen cook, always been keen cook. I couldn't bake when I was in Mumbai. I don't remember ever baking in Mumbai because I wasn't anywhere where there was an oven. Oh, really? Yeah, um, but when I used to be at home, um, my mum bakes and um, she's got this portable oven which just plugs in every room. So sometimes it'll be in the bedroom, sometimes it's in the <laughs> corridor. It was brilliant. So I would still, I would uh, make a little basic cakes. She never made biscuits or anything, uh, but she baked cakes and uh, nothing fancy at all. So, you know, I've always had that in the background. Um, and then I moved here and what I found here when I moved here that um, when I went out to work in retail and I made some friends, I, I found that food was really, really helpful in kind of bringing, um, kind of making new friends and like talking to people. So when I was working in retail um, and I, I made some friends and I would invite them over for food. Um, but once I had kids, um, and you know, obviously everything changed, my circle changed and the people I would see on a daily basis, my friends who now are my really close friends. We've, we've known each other for, you know, my daughter is 11, so almost 11 years. Wow. And so um, are they kind of the parents of kids, your daughter's yes, age? Yes, exactly. So we met at mother toddler groups. Yeah. Um, and the funny part was that they'd all moved from London. Oh. So they had had kids and then moved from London to be in smaller, you know, um, towns uh, with better schools and gardens and stuff. Um, so they were all, they all were career women who had left work to start a family. So we were all on the same boat and understood each other so well that when, you know, we all um, had all this time and kids and so we would hang out a lot a lot of coffee mornings and I you know that's when I started baking and 
got into baking and made cakes for everyone's birthdays and you know cooked at the at this any chance i could get i would cook for them um and that's so cool so you found your community and then you used this kind of this passion of cooking to help foster the community and make it stronger and grow it and then so those two things could be kind of one yes and i that's why food is such an important part of my life i i know food is important for everyone but for me it has got a separate importance because this special thing because I can easily say that food was something, obviously we make, became friends even if there was no food, but it just made it easier and I'm generally quite a social person, but I'll, I'm such a feeder as well. So it did help that, um, you know, I was happy to cook. I still cook a lot for my friends um, and whenever I am doing recipe testing, all I do is that I'll make a lot of food recipe test and then I'll message my friends. So on the way to school or picking up kids and oh, I've made this today and, um, you know, um, do you want some cake? And they'd be <laughs> here and pick it up. And so nothing, nothing in this kitchen that comes out of this kitchen ever goes waste because um, it just um, the friends take it fresh so they can enjoy it fresh and yeah, and I, I, at the same time, I can get their feedback. And it should not go to waste because it is so stinking good. Oh, thank you. And I feel like you incorporate Indian spices, spices from home, in a lot of the stuff you do, even the things that maybe don't traditionally incorporate those spices. Would you say that that's kind of a hallmark of your cooking and baking? Yes, absolutely. You're right there. Because when I went on Bake Off, I thought... And to actually, before I say that, you know, talking to talking about the friends and it it is we used to watch Bake Off and then we would talk about Bake Off at the school gates. That did you see? Did you see this one went out and all the stuff? And some of those friends actually said, oh, why don't you enter next year? And it is talking to them because my husband didn't really watch it. It was me who watched it with my daughter, but my husband was not into a baking show um, and it was talking to them and kind of their words of encouragement that I thought, oh, you know what, I will apply. So, but then when you were, a, you, when you were a contestant, you couldn't tell them no. that you were on. Was no. that so, hard? Um, very hard because a couple of my extremely close friends knew. So they would get all the cakes I was trying and they blame me for putting on weight. <laughs> Cheeky. Um, but um, my bigger group didn't know. And I had stopped going out because there was no time to go out and I'm quite social. So I'd stopped kind of socializing so much because I didn't really have the time. So and I stopped drinking because, you know, I had very late nights working in the kitchen, um, trying, experimenting, practicing. Um, So a lot of them thought that I was pregnant because I had, you know, my second my son was, you know, um, three or something so it was a if I wanted another child then maybe it was a good time so a lot of them thought that I was pregnant and I was hiding that which was amazing which came out later on they said oh we thought you were pregnant I was like no I wasn't no <laughs> no um, I wasn't I was kicking butt on the yeah. Great British Bake Off <laughs> semi-finalist right here <laughs> exactly and then so once they did know what was their reaction were they surprised were they I'm sure they were thrilled for you. Oh, they were thrilled. And, you know, they they are my kind of support network here. They are family away from home, you know. They are my family here um, in Broadstairs, which, you know, I'm very, very lucky to have that um, 
group of friends who can support me and they help out so much when I need, um, you know, with the kids and stuff. And yeah, they just, they encourage me still every day, just, you know, whenever I need any words of encouragement, they are there. So your son was three when you did Great British Bake Off, which would either be a good time to have another kid like your yeah. friends thought, or <laughs> another pretty fantastic time to start a second career, yes. which is exactly what happened. Great British Bake Off totally kicked off what has become a thriving career. You've written two cookbooks now, yes. The Cardamom Trail, Chai Chat and Chutney, and I believe I saw... Healthy India is coming yes. out next year. Yes, yes, so yay. cool! Yay! <laughs> um, so yes, so the third book is coming out on thirty first Jan, and it's called Chetna's Healthy Indian. Uh, the the thing that made me want to do this book is, of course, I'd done the baking and my passion street food. Uh, I've done that, and I thought, um, what people constantly ask me on all media youtube social media everywhere is that oh my god how do you eat all this and still say stay so healthy and it's because my main meal is really healthy and i am not talking about butter chicken or you know um, chicken tikka masala because they are not meals that we eat day to day every day at home we eat really healthy food like what you ate today with me it is all about lentils and healthy food and it's doesn't so delicious have, it's so delicious yes it doesn't have tons of oil or butter or ghee nothing it's just all the ingredients talking with the spices of course so i really wanted to share uh, recipes of what i cook every day and i'm no health guru it's not a health book it's not a diet book you're not going to lose weight but um it is not that kind of book what it means healthy indian is it is food we eat every day and it's healthy and it's good for you it's really easy flavors are fantastic um so yeah i am i'm really excited about people seeing this because it's again different to what i've done before yeah but it's a really logical next step for yes, you yes and it is stuff it is not stuff I've, um, you know, um, kind of uh, just come up with from nowhere. It is stuff which involves daily. Some of the recipes are maybe my mom cooked, but I've changed them uh, or which um, I started making, but kids liked certain things in it. So I changed it or kept certain things. So it's just over the years what I've been making. And I, I'm using stuff that you can easily find. I hate online shopping, completely hate <laughs> online shopping. So all my stuff you can find in supermarkets. Um, and whereas spices are concerned these days, supermarkets are stocked so amazingly because what I see whenever I've done these books is if I can find it in Broadstairs supermarket, then everyone <laughs> can find it. That's such a great litmus test. It is such a good test because yeah. if I can't find it here, which is such a small town, you probably won't be able to find it. That's great. But if I can find it in, uh, in my local supermarket, uh, you can definitely find it in yours. That's great. Yeah. Okay, so you are a cookbook author. We're going to keep our eyes peeled for your new cookbook at yes. the beginning of next year. Um, you also have a YouTube channel, yes. Food with Chetna, that's yeah. doing really well. So you are doing all this video stuff. Where do you see the future? Wh what do you see the future holding for you? Where does your career go? Ah, uh, So it's a very interesting question because I sometimes think of it Um but I don't know because I've always, always 
as you've just heard in the last few minutes is i've always lived in the moment i've never planned no planning required i came here overnight i did bake off overnight and i became an author overnight so it's not been planned nothing's been planned and it's all worked out so it's beautifully it's all why would i plan anything so i or what i would like to do is i love youtube i love youtube because um it's instant people watch it instantly they cook it sometimes it's been up for a few hours people have cooked it next day i get up and i see messages that they've cooked or um which is so nice and it is kind of me talking to them kind of i know you know i can't see them but it is instant and i can express myself it's completely um my own choice of what i cook how i cook um and sometimes people ask me which i which totally annoys me is when not many people but sometimes i get comments on youtube which i've been lucky not to get bad comments but sometimes say uh, people say oh this is not the traditional way to make it but i say i've never said that it's traditional make to make it it is my way to make it yeah. and that's a big difference yeah you're in chana's kitchen yes <laughs> i uh, you know my mom might make it traditional or not but i am not making traditional because what if i can't find the stuff here in, in you know and i don't like the traditional way maybe but that's not the point the point is it's my way of cooking it my kitchen my rules my recipes so um i've always said that but um that's the thing i love youtube and i'm hoping that i am able to continue share i'm able to like share my recipes and my passion for food even you know as long as i can but i don't have any specific plans if that's your question <laughs> awesome okay so how do you keep it quirky And by that I mean how do you let your hair down how do you remind yourself not to take this all so seriously Oh my god every single day every single minute I literally just always have time for some fun so work hard play harder isn't that what they say work hard <laughs> yeah. party harder uh, party harder yeah yeah exactly what And do you do for fun like what's what comes oh to mind oh my god so um um well i do a lot of things to make me happy like running and this and that and yeah you, you just know, ran a marathon yeah. by the way congratulations oh, yeah, the um, london marathon <laughs> yes no small feat <laughs> but i do lots of things but if i want to have fun i am um, just i love socializing so i'll go out with my friends and have a drink and um if you know there's nowhere to go out i'll just say oh just bring a bottle come over i do that a lot and that is how i just you know you have to enjoy it what's the point of working so hard if you can't enjoy it and i think you should always have people who you can talk to and share all that with um it doesn't have to be 20 friends which i might have more than that but um <laughs> if you if you can share it it doesn't have to it could be just two or one but it you just need that connection with someone just you know um yeah just be with and share it all with it's all about the human connection absolutely and chenna thank you so much for coming on the podcast it was such a joy today to hang out with you and to shoot a video for our youtube channel um thank you so much you are a special special woman thank you so much for having me on this podcast and have had such a nice time talking to you <laughs> oh my god it's been amazing and often 
thanks again to Chetna. She is such a joy. I love her. <laughs> Follow her on Instagram and Twitter at Chetna Makan and definitely check out her YouTube channel. Search for Egg Chops and you'll see our YouTube collaboration together. Chetna's newest cookbook comes out at the end of January, Chetna's Healthy Indian. And don't forget to sign up for my newsletter. You will automatically be entered to win some of my favorite cookbooks. Shout out to Funky Brian Quinn for the theme song and I'll see y'all back here next week. Thank you for joining me again this season and until next time, don't forget to keep it quirky. Thank you.